Riviera Radio Business News. Morning. Hello. Can you hear me? Good morning. It's nice to be back with you. Yes, nice to have you back. How are things? It's been very good. I've been very busy, actually. I was obviously in Monaco uh, for part of my travels, but also been in Switzerland and spent a fair amount of time in the Middle East. And then last week, I was in the Channel Islands. So it's all been very busy. Nice to be back home and nice to be back with you. Yeah, well, pleased to have you back. I bet the family are too, aren't they? Well, they've disappeared off to Switzerland, to be honest with you, for uh, the ski season where the snow is beautiful, the sun is shining, so they're having a well-deserved break. They're trying to tell you something. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> OK, uh, markets, Hank. Yeah, the strong rally in equity markets ran out a bit of steam last week as mixed corporate earnings concerns that the Fed will have to deliver higher peak rate to tame inflation, overpowered improving economic data out of China and the pickup in US consumer sentiment. US stocks and bonds registered their worst week of the year. The S&P 500 fell 1.1% over the course of the week. Its biggest weekly decline since the week commencing the 11th of December, but it's still 17.2% above its low on October the 13th last year. Treasury yields posted their biggest gain in a month last week. 10-year yields climbed to 3.75%. As traders bet the Fed funds rate will peak above 5% and reduce the probability of a rate cut this year. In Europe, the stock 600 fell 6 tenths of 1% over the course of the week. The index is 20.6% above its October lows. Some interesting movements in commodity markets last week. Oil rallied 8% over the course of the week. Crude's biggest weekly gain in four months. As markets reacted to the threat from Russia to cut output by 5% in March in response to the imposition of price caps by the West and concern over disruption to production due to the earthquake in Turkey and in Syria. Opening calls on the European bourses looking a little bit mixed this morning. Euro stocks down two points. FTSE 100 in London up 10 points. Stacks over in Frankfurt down 15 points. And the extras are struggling. Yeah, they have been struggling. I think as we go through the fourth quarter earnings season, there is a realisation that actually profits will be coming under some pressure. There's no doubt about that. Analysts expect earnings to have fallen by somewhere around about 5% during the course of Q4, which is the first downturn that we've seen in earnings since the third quarter of 2020. But the reality is I think valuations are looking more realistic. If you look at longer term earnings expectations, analysts still expect earnings growth this year of 1.6%, then 10.1% during the course of 2024. For us, that still probably looks a little bit too optimistic, given some of the pressure that we've been seeing on margins playing out. But what we're not anticipating is a deep earnings recession playing through. I think that should be good news for long-term investors. And what's happening in the UK? Because at first they said there would be a recession, then they said no recession. At the moment, the economy, there isn't a recession, but it's still pretty miserable, isn't it? I think that sums up quite nicely. Expectations going into the UK fourth quarter GDP reading on Friday were pretty bleak, but the UK economy, by the thinnest of margins, it has to be said, managed to avoid falling into a technical recession, i.e. two consecutive quarters of contraction in the second half of last year. This after activity stagnated in Q4, following that two-tenths of one percent decline in Q3. That's pretty much where the good news stops, because the data revealed that output in December shrunk by 
half of 1%, which is below consensus. The weakness was primarily driven by the services sector. UK economy is still eight-tenths of 1% smaller than its size at the end of 2019, making the UK the only group of seven countries that uh, is yet to fully recover output lost during the course of the pandemic. The loss in momentum at the very end of last year, I think, highlights the impact of that cost of living crisis, which we know has been playing out, resulting in softer household consumption, high levels of industrial action by public sector workers, and reduced levels of investment. In terms of the economic outlook, we're now looking for a shallower and shorter recession in the UK than previously feared. We still expect the economy to contract by six-tenths of one percent during the course of this calendar year, followed by a very sluggish recovery in 2024, with growth of just three-tenths of one percent. Is the impact of higher interest rates, elevated levels of inflation, and the rising tax burden all weigh on UK growth prospects? What does that mean in terms of policy? I think given the weak economic outlook, the dovish tone that we saw from the February Monetary Policy Committee meeting, still expect one further rate increase of 25 basis points at the March meeting, then think UK rates will be on hold at four and a quarter percent for some time, probably until the first half of 2024. And the consumers are pulling back and spending less? Yeah, we're certainly seeing that in Europe. In fact, European economic data actually proved to be more resilient than expected over the course of the past few months, helped by the lower than expected impact from the energy supply issues. However, household demand is starting to weaken. You saw that in terms of the retail sales volumes uh, figures last week, which fell 2.8% year on year in December. Eurozone consumer demand is expected to remain constrained during the course of this year due to elevated and persistent levels of inflation. We expect Eurozone CPI to average 5% during the course of this year. The labour market, we think, in the Eurozone is less resilient than elsewhere. In fact, we've got Eurozone unemployment rising up to around 7% at the end of this year. I think consumers are becoming much more nervous about the economic outlook. So we think there's likely to be a decreased willingness to dip into those excess savings built up during the course of the pandemic, all of which is likely to weigh on Eurozone growth prospects in 2023. And the foreign exchanges, please, Hank. Pound and dollar coming in at 120 this morning. Euro dollar 106. Can you get one euro 13 cents for your British pound this morning? Well, thank you very much. Great to have you back. Same time tomorrow. Let's speak tomorrow. Have a great day. Have a good day. Hank Potts from Barclays. 